You heard the phrase, nobody's perfect, yet many of us continue to hold ourselves to impossibly high standards. We beat ourselves over every mistake, every misstep, and every imperfection. And in doing so, we create this cycle of self-doubt and self-criticism that can be pretty difficult to break. So in this episode, we're going to explore perfectionism. I will share with you some of my favorite tools for overcoming perfectionism and embracing a more authentic and fulfilling life. You're listening to Feel Better, Be Better podcast that helps women like you understand your female body better, balance your hormones naturally, and develop a healthy mindset. I'm your host, Dinara. I'm a certified women's health coach and TEDx speaker. And before we get started, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review my podcast on any of your favorite platforms where you're listening to it. But now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to Feel Better, Be Better. I am your host, Dinara, and I'm on a mission to help you support your health and reconnect with your body so you can thrive as you go through life. Hello, friends. I hope you're having a great week. I've had an extremely busy last couple of weeks. I finished the semester at university studying French, and I had a series of exams associated with it. I had my parents in town. My partner's Ben's parents were in town. I, of course, have worked with my wonderful clients and had some personal commitments, and some other work stuff. I knew these two weeks were coming up and I had some things I wanted to organize and I knew how much stuff was coming up and I noticed myself get really overwhelmed and just have this low-key feeling of anxiety that just kept coming up. And I noticed that the reason I was feeling it is because I wanted everything to go perfect. I wanted the exams to go perfect. I wanted my work to be perfect. I wanted to make sure that my parents and both parents of Ben had an amazing, perfect time. And I realized that in this perfectionist attitude is actually the very thing that was spinning me into overwhelm and anxiety. So as I felt that coming, I coached myself, I realized that it was in fact perfectionism. And as I coached myself through it, it helped me to sort of get out of it before I began to get super self-critical and set incredibly unrealistic expectations that would eventually manifest in my health. And for that reason, coaching is just such an incredible tool when it comes to getting to the bottom of what's causing discomfort in your life so you can actually stop it and gain control over your life. So I thought I, for that reason, I thought I really want to talk about perfectionism and why it's causing so many of us so much stress and anxiety. And I also wanted to offer you some of my favorite tools and remedies for perfectionism. So when we think about perfectionists, we may think of someone who is perfect. Their house is tidy, their hair is done perfectly, their makeup is perfect, they're organized, basically perfection. Of course, in reality, perfectionism is anything but that. Perfectionism doesn't really mean that you're actually 
perfect or that you do think per things perfectly. What it actually means is that you think you should be perfect. It means you think you're never good enough and you're never done a good enough job and anything you've done could have or should have been done better. <laughs> that is what a perfectionist or a perfectionism essentially is. The problem with the perfectionist mindset is that it's consistently thinking about the future and how perfect the future is going to be and how one day we're magically going to become these perfect versions of ourselves and that our lives will finally be amazing and wonderful and will always feel great because we're finally perfect. And then we set off on that quest. That is, of course, is a complete fantasy and it will never happen. The way Perfectionism fantasy, which exactly what it is, a fantasy, is so damaging to actually our well-being is because you believe that if you were perfect in some area of your life, if you worked out perfectly, I don't know, if you lost 20 pounds, then you can finally be proud of yourself and happy and that'll make you perfect. You can see how that is setting you up for a failure. And why do we set ourselves up for a failure by aiming for perfection? Well, there's actually a number of reasons. I'll give you my top three. So number one is for some of us, perfectionism is a way to gain approval and validation from others. You might believe that if you're perfect, then people are going to like you. They'll respect you and they'll treat you a certain way. Another reason that perfectionism tends to show up is it can also be a way to avoid criticism and avoid rejection. Because think about it, if you're perfect, then you never give anyone a reason to criticize or reject you. And the third reason is that perfectionism can serve as a survival mechanism. And in some very rare cases, it may be protected you, maybe when you're back in school and if you've got a perfect grade, you've got a lot of praise and you told you're perfect and you maybe made your parents happy. So that's kind of how you learn to survive, that you'd have to be perfect in order to be able to meet this standard. And of course, it can work for a short time, but a lot of the time, this turns out to be a trap, a trap of self-criticism. And actually, you're not really feeling that good about yourself unless you are perfect. And interestingly, research actually suggests that women might be more susceptible to it than men. And there are, of course, few reasons for this. If you've been socialized as female, then you've likely been socialized to be a caregiver or caretaker of others. And there can be this sense of responsibility for everything and everyone around you, which can, of course, show up as the belief that you've got to get everything perfect in order to avoid any discomfort of any kind or any potential negative consequence or criticism. You might feel like you have to work harder and achieve more than your male counterparts in order to be recognized and respected. And of course, that can end up leading to a very unhealthy focus on perfectionism and success. 
it frankly keeps you stuck, unable to move forward or attempt at taking any risks. And also prevents you from learning and growing because we're so afraid of making mistakes. It often takes away the joy and the satisfactions that comes from doing our best and being proud of ourselves just for trying. And I have had plenty of perfectionist tendencies, and I'm sure you do too. What I did have learned, however, is that perfectionism can really hold you back from achieving goals or actually living a life that's joyful. And when you're so focused on being perfect, what happens is that you'll avoid taking any risks or trying new things because you're so afraid of failing or making mistakes. So actually, this prevents you from pursuing any passion and giving things a go because living up to your full potential just will seem dangerous or that it comes with a lot of risks. So for that reason, perfectionism is harmful and a very unsustainable way of living. And it is very important that we recognize the negative impact it can have on your life and take steps as quick as possible to overcome it because you can absolutely overcome it. So another important thing that I do want to distinguish is that perfectionism is an approach. It's not a characteristic. So really be careful when taking on identities like I'm a perfectionist because it's a trap in itself and it can keep you very stuck. Instead, recognize that it's just an approach that you take when you do things. It's a perfectionistic approach. And that makes it a little bit separated, a little bit from your identity, so you can change the approach that you take. And I want to introduce you to this tool that really helped me to overcome perfectionism and I use it and I teach my clients it and it's called minimum baseline and it's fairly simple to understand and once you kind of bring it into your life and able to conceptualize it it can really change the game for you because minimum baseline is essentially a remedy for perfectionism I'll give you an example of how perfectionism versus minimum baseline show up in your life. So if perfectionism tell you, let's say that you need to do everything at once and be, to be perfect, then minimum baseline would tell you that you need to choose one thing and do it a little bit consistently. Perfectionism might tell you to eat half a plate of vegetables with every single meal or you'll never lose weight. Minimum baseline will say have vegetables with one meal and I will focus on that for for one month. Perfectionism would say, I have to go to the gym, lifting weights three times a week, and I will go run three other days. Minimum baseline says, I will go for a walk 20 minutes per day, five days a week until it becomes a habit. So perfectionist attitude loves to make us plan this super ambitious and unrealistic plan that never actually happen and the plans that we can't actually keep. When you promise yourself you're going to do something 
quote unquote, unrealistic, and then you don't do it, shocker, you lose the ability to trust yourself. How often do you tell yourself, I'm not eating any sweets this week, and then by Tuesday evening, you eat sweets, and then you say things like, oh, I'm just so weak. Well, this has nothing to do with your personal trait, and or actually mean that you're weak. You just set an expectation that was perfectionistic. You develop this relationship with yourself where you can trust your own words. Again, not because you are a terrible person, but because the plan that you set is more theoretical, I won't be eating any sweets, than actually being an actual plan that you can follow through. And most of the time, you kind of already know that you're really not going to do it, but making the plan itself gives you that temporary break from your self-critical talk that says you really should stop eating all the sweets forever or else. So going back to the minimum baseline, it doesn't feel as good as elaborate perfectionistic plan. When you imagine this perfect plan and your perfect self in some distant future, you get this big dopamine hit of the person who you could be with a perfect diet, perfect partner, perfect job, whatever it is. The minimum baseline is going to seem boring, yet it's actually the exact opposite. The minimum baseline is the smallest action that you pick that you can keep consistently. And by doing that action and actually following through on it, you can develop that self-trust with yourself. You develop a sort of relationship with yourself when you say you're going to do something and then you do it. You get to your goal little by little. Let me give you an example kind of outside of this to kind of bring it together. Imagine you starting a new romantic relationship with a stranger and you go on the first date and on the first date, this stranger tells you, I love you. You are the one. Let's be together forever. He would be like, uh, excuse me. Instead, when you start a new romantic relationship, you build trust through small ways. You show up for each other, you make plans, maybe to meet for coffee, and both of you show up, you text them, they text you back. So it's these small, consistent actions over time is what builds any relationships, including the one with yourself. I was working with a client once and she immediately wanted this elaborate workout plan as she wanted to improve her physique and she wanted to be at the gym five days a week, having not been to the gym for the last five years. <laughs> so I suggested we do 20 minutes walking daily at first. And I remember she told me, what exactly is that going to do? And then I introduced her to this idea of a minimum baseline and she agreed. And after about three weeks, she really understood it. And she said that what it did is it changed her identity. It made her the person who now exercises daily. And the timing of it is honestly doesn't matter. It's just the consistent action that you actually promise yourself. And then you do that matters. 
And with this new identity, it was so easy for that client to start adding other things because of who she was now. She was doing things repetitively for three weeks. She was telling herself she's going to do it. She was doing it. She became the person who exercises. And that's the magic of minimum baseline. It gets you out of the perfectionism and it focuses more on progress and it focuses on just improving your relationship with yourself, slowly changing your identity. With a minimum baseline, I would recommend starting it in one area of your life, not all of them. Let's say if you try to run 5K, eat veggies with every meal, get eight, hour, get eight hours of sleep and not check your Instagram during the day and before sleep and you want to implement it all at once, you will just get overwhelmed and you will fail trying to do too many things. And this is exactly what happens with New Year's resolutions. Then if you put one thing on each month, let's say this month you're focusing on 20 minutes of walking, it may sound too simple and like it's not that big of a deal and what is it really going to do? So your perfectionist brain won't want to do it, but it's actually the most effective thing that you can do in order to create progress rather than focusing on perfection. And minimum baseline tool is one of my favorite for dealing with perfectionism for that reason. And I will share a few others. So if you struggle with perfectionistic attitude and you worry about making mistakes, I want you to know that you aren't alone in this. It's very common. Many people think they should not be making mistakes, but Instead, can you be a little more gentle once you get to that moment where you're like, you shouldn't have done this, couldn't have, could have done it better, and actually treat yourself like you would treat a good friend of yours when they make mistakes. And when your brain wants to point out all the things of how you're wrong or how you been, how you criticize or criticize you, can you be more compassionate and kinder to yourself through those mistakes? Just remind yourself that you are a human and making mistakes is part of human experience. And mistakes don't define you, but rather, once again, just make you human. One last thing to remember is that perfectionism is definitely not a sustainable way of living. And instead of aiming for perfection, embrace the idea of good enough. And rather than making and aiming to make something 100%, 95%, make it good enough. Aim for B minus work. Aim for a little bit of progress. Because B minus work will make you, will give you progress. Stressing to make everything A plus won't even get you started. Coaching has transformed my relationship with perfectionism and helped me really create awareness and stop spinning in this overwhelm and anxiety because of it. And if you are a perfectionist, if you are someone spinning in overwhelm and anxiety, if your perfectionism is keeping you in this constant fight and flight survival mode, I invite you to schedule a consultation with me. And over the course of 45 minutes, you will understand exactly what's causing it and the exact process 
for overcoming and resolving it. The link is in my bio to schedule a chat. That's all I had for you as far as perfectionism. Again, if this has resonated, if you're beginning to implement minimum baseline tool that I have shared with you, drop me a note on Instagram at dinara.mukh. I always love to hear from you. That's it for today. Have an amazing week. I'll speak to you soon.